Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to Nobody Cares Except For Me. I am your host, Auntie Donahue. Um, and this is the podcast where my guests con and they talk about something they love and don't get to talk about that much. And I listen and usually agree that that thing is awesome or at least worth your time. Who's listening? That's how podcasts work. Okay, enough of whatever that was. Um, let's introduce our very special guest. She is here. She brought many donuts. Alex has forbidden us from touching the bag in which they are in because he's a dictator, but that's fine. Anyway, actor, comedian, writer? Yes. Sure. Yes. I dabble. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paloma Nunez is here. Hi. Thanks I'm for having me. so obsessed with the fact that you are here. There's a bit of a fuck up with the times because of me today. And I just don't want you to think I'm stupidly unprofessional. Not at all. You know what I think is really cool is that all three of us were wearing red lipstick. Oh, we are wearing red lipstick. We right? all look really good, actually. We all do. I wish yeah. you guys could see this. It's too bad. Too bad. Just envision like the three hottest women ever. And that would be Paloma Me and Sarah Hennessy, who will be coming up later, but not in this podcast. Because what are we talking about? I guess, I guess we're going to talk about the Blue Jays. Gonna, we we're are. About baseball. Baseball. Let's go. But Blue Jays specific. Yes, obviously. For sure. For sure. It's Toronto team. As ever, the Canadian team, RIP Expos. Is it Expos? Yeah. Yeah. Expos. Well, I'm about to get that. There goes everyone getting mad at me on the internet for being like, it's the Expos. Have you always loved baseball? Um, yes. My grandfather uh, and my family in Chicago has always loved baseball. <gasps> so I grew up watching the White Sox, the Chicago White Sox. Shout out to the Chicago White Sox, who I, I also love. love. this. Um, so they're kind of like team number two, but I'll always, what you, if you listen to your heart when you're at a game and you're like, it's the White Sox versus the Jays, my heart's always going with the Jays. So really, so there is like a family history of baseball loving. Okay. So when did you, I mean, I'm, I always feel like we kind of align ourselves with the teams that remind us of being little or families. Mm. So what prompted the crossover between, from the White Sox to the Jays? Moving to Canada. I moved to Canada when I was eight. And then, I mean, you watched the back to back. World Series wins. So you're just kind of like, that was beautiful. I'm pretty sure at like 14 or whatever age I was when they won the second one, when Joe Carter hit that home run, that I wept. And I was like, how is it that an athlete, when it has to happen, can follow through and like come through and do something like so powerful and like so emotional? And it's like, I don't know, I guess that, that kind of thing like really touches Is that me. even like gave me goosebumps right now thinking about that? But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, this is my dream. It's like the Olympics. It's all of those sports. I think sports are really amazing for that. Yeah, I think um, I remember when I was like, like a bit of an angsty 20-something, early 20-something, and you're just like, fuck sports. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And then I liked baseball. I mean, I grew up with baseball. My uncle played baseball. He played basketball. Um and he was on t- and coached Team Canada and stuff cool. back in the, I think, 70s or the 80s. I'm horrible niece. But um, 
hey. But then when I got into like angsty 20 something, I was just like sports, like meh. And then I got into baseball almost like ironically because because at the time – in the late 2000s, the Jays were not a great team. Right. They had a reputation for being a bad team, despite, like, the Roy Halladay era and all of it. It was – the glory days were the 90s. Yeah. And then you kind of sat there being, like, deciding that you're going to cheer for a team that you know isn't going to win. So you do it ironically because you're like, whatever, I'm wearing my old shit from the 90s and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, of course, the new dawn of a new day. Yeah. So how old were you when you first went to your – I guess, first baseball game. I don't even remember. No? I'm sure it was when I was, like, a, a small kid in Chicago. Right. Because my grandfather was so into it. And he, that my mom said that she used to go to – my grandpa had a box seat. <gasps> Season tickets, box seat at Comiskey Park. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel like <clears throat> in my heart I'm like – do you think he knew Al Capone? <laughs> so I have a very strange romanticization of organized crime yep. from a different time. But, like, do you... <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty much like, you could say, okay, Paloma knows a lot of gangsters. We're going to talk about that mm-hmm. on a different podcast um, called My Hopes and Dreams for My Friendships of the Future. So <laughs> at what point did you start equating baseball, though, with something that was something you liked and not just something that you did with your family? Um, I think I just, well, I remember going to, watching that second World Series. And that was it. And we, my parents took me to their friend's house for a dinner party. You know, when you're at that age and you just, like, have to go along, but you're, like, grown-ups and it's so boring. And I just sat in their living room and watched the game by myself. So I feel like I always kind of really liked it. And then, I mean, I was into the Leafs, too, with, like, the Wendell oh. Clark and the Doug Gilmore years. So I, I remember my parents would be like, it's bedtime, and they would, like, shut off my TV, and then I would, like, put a towel under the door and watch the rest of the hockey game. So I've always kind of really enjoyed watching sports. What is it about sports that you love so much? I think it was that, like, emotional talk that I just gave about just, like, because I'm an actor, too, right. understanding, like, that pressure and making things happen in those moments, but also having, like, a big dream and, like, going for it and being like, you only live once. So if you want to be an NHL hockey star or a baseball player or an actor, like, go for it. So I think it's it's that idea that, like, I, I relate to them a lot on that, like, the pressure and also just, like, the emotional feeling of, like, coming through but also, like, failing. That's the thing. I think, like, baseball in particular because I don't really watch a lot of other sports. I've gone to basketball games they're great, like, but I yeah. was bad at basketball. I was always, I'm bad at sports in general. But I, I feel like people write baseball off as being a very boring sport because it takes time. Mm-hmm. But when you look and zoom in, it is such a psychological mind fuck, particularly between the pitcher, the catcher, the hit, like whoever's up to bat. Yeah. And you have to like know how everybody on that team hits if you're the pitcher. If you're the catcher, you also have to know, you have to know what kind of pitch you're going to swing at versus blah, 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 blah. It's like watching Warfare. It's crazy. All the mind games, it's insane. It is. And it actually makes it more tense because it is so long, as opposed to like hockey, which you're kind of like, ah, this one you're like, oh, God. Like watching the playoffs is so intense. Yeah, I think like the the first year that the Jays, was it 2015, that Mm -hmm. season, when Donaldson first came? Yes. Right. And that was the first season I remember not like – I went to a game with Phil Moorhead. Okay. And we were sitting there, and I'm like, why is it full? It's like a Wednesday. And he's like, 
because I tuned out. I was basically at the point where I'm like, yeah. I don't, I can't care about this band. This band, I can't care about this like group of men anymore because they're not even trying. We're just losing all the time. And he yeah. was like, "We're good now." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What?" But then I got, we both got like overwhelmed with how many people were there, and we're like, "Let's just go for food instead." Um, but I don't know. That was when I kind of refell in love with it, and you begin to re- re- like appreciate the nuance, and you begin to appreciate how much effort goes into every game but then every strategy that follows the game and then like all of it like but i don't know i sometimes i feel like a fair weather fan because i go through like the peaks and the valleys like are you consistent like through the no. shit oh no you're also I was the same were you and okay. it was the same with the leafs like i had to take a couple of years off after that time they were in the playoffs and then they blew like a four goal lead and like and then boston moved on in game 7 i was just like the whole city looked like sick the next day and I was like I need I need a break I'll I'll check in and I, I love you guys but for my emotional stability I need to like take a break and that was the same with the Jays I mean it was it's hard for 20 years to maintain like that fervor when you're not getting anything it was great to go for Toonie Tuesdays you remember Toonie Tuesdays oh, I remember Toonie Tuesdays and the beer was still real expensive but you spent two dollars on the ticket yeah so you drank a bunch you sat in the 500s you had like two rows to yourself oh it was so watched nice Bautista just like hit bombers and you were just like this is a great Friday night you know yeah I think like baseball has this really great gift I think of like making like morphing nostalgia into something tangible and something that you still feel like you're a part of like when I go to the games um I know I'm not a kid anymore like I know I'm not a teen anymore and I'm not 20 something anymore yeah but like it's still that like summer feeling of like yeah. when school's out and da 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 and like blah 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 and it's so it's like you think of Field of Dreams and you mm-hmm. think of like all the all the baseball movies or League of Their Own and there's so much like romance and there's so much passion and there's so much like yeah, subtleties um, and I don't know if a lot of sports do that as well. Yeah, it's like the ultimate reality show. Yeah, I mean because you're like this is for real. At least I hope. I mean, I know there's some people who think no. I think it's real. rigged, but I'm like, I think this is real. I think it's real. There's no way all those people, all those athletes who want to win, are like, oh, okay, this year this is our, this is our trajectory. We're gonna lose in the third. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just seems like bullshit. I also don't think that they can be that great of actors, considering they're after game conversations with the press are usually an abomination. Yeah. Bless their hearts. Isn't that interesting? All the all the garb- gobbledygook that they have to say. It's after, like, like a politician. Yeah, so you uh, really blew this game. Um, how do you feel about that? And you have to somehow just like save face and not weep, like because I'd be crying. Best? Oh, I would cry because I've had a bad audition and someone was just like with a mic in my face. How do you feel? So you just didn't know those lines, huh? You just couldn't emotionally couldn't connect nail the character. with that thing, or and like how did you feel? Did you hear like what the casting director said? I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like I would weep. <laughs> it's kind of nice to like get in your car and just like blast music and be like, I don't care, I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but these guys have to like face a microphone and answer press. Yeah, and be like, <sighs> and they end up bless their hearts. Like they're like, well, you know, we came, they came in from behind and we uh, we tried our best, we tried our yeah. best, and uh, we gave it our all. But uh, clearly, we uh, didn't connect. Just and, gotta work a little um, harder, a little harder, and. Uh, it's like Moneyball. Um, my friend Elliman came on a couple episodes ago, and we talked just about Moneyball. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, we, we talked. Get real specific. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can go as niche as you want on this <laughs> podcast or as broad as you want. It's basically just please come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like how Moneyball and, again, I guess baseball movies do this really great job of like 
shining light on the fact that like <laughs> baseball players are these pawns in this much bigger game, which is when you think about it, like kind of a bummer when you watch the sport and you're like, oh yeah, there's so and so and they're like, there's Donaldson's not performing the way we want him to, blah 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 blah. And it's like, so then you move them, you, you take them away. It's like there's loyalty, then there's no loyalty. I know. It's very Godfather. And it is true. They're like we're looking at the whole season, and if you're just not performing up to par, you can just you can just get cut. Yeah, you're not a family. It's, yeah, like we love you, mm-hmm. but we don't like you. Yeah. Or <laughs> we love you until we decide that you're not worth our love anymore. Yeah, so we gotta go. Yeah, or we like you, but we don't love you. Yeah, because like we can just trade you for someone. Who else would you like? I mean, like if you're not a. Jay's fan listening to this podcast. I don't know how to help you. I wish you luck. Um, maybe Google what the Jay's lineup is this year, and uh, we'll go from there. Who are you hoping to see change or at least evolve over the last season? Because our last season was not great. Right. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Our, I think we um, were kind of like cursed with like a bunch of just like everyone getting injured at the worst time. That was a bummer. And it was like a huge cat. Like Tulu Sanchez was a big deal. Tulowitzki. Uh, Tulo, who I guess maybe will always get hurt. Bless you, Tulo. We but love you. You but. clearly are me who always gets hurt, she says, holding her hand up. <laughs> and, and you cut your finger, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so who – I think I'd love to see um, – I really loved, like, the smoke story of last season. Like, yeah. I know we got Morales to fill that, like, giant hole from Edwin. And uh, I just think it's such a, like, heartwarming thing. He was like, oh, he seems like such a, like, honest, good, hardworking guy. He like, doesn't know what. Uh, I, I guess I'm hitting really good now. And you're just like, just even half of what you did last season would make me feel so good. And then I think it would take a lot of pressure off a lot of everyone else who are there to perform and hit get all those hits. I'd also love to see Teoscar Hernandez make it at some point. Yes. Hopefully not at the like at the cost of someone getting really badly injured, but I and that might be what the case is. I mean, it will probably happen because that's how baseball works. Like, right. I mean, you get hurt. And also we're expecting it's my uncle when we watch games together always gets angry because he's like, they're performing for the real. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they're performing to get on the best of montage. He's like, he doesn't need to dive that way to get that catch. And like, when he's like, you could just catch it, but you want to get on the reel because you want to seem like you're like ultimate and yada yada. And then you can get injured. That's that the stuff. thing. And then you risk injury. And like you saw, I mean, who did that? Does he think Pilar does that? He does think Pilar does that. <gasps> I've also though live seen one of those catches that he's like running and it's behind, like it's over his head and he just dives and catches it and it's absolutely spectacular. I mean. We're all here for Pilar's catching. Yeah. His hitting, not so much. Yeah, what I feel happened? Like, I mean, th- I hope they're listening because I feel like I would be a good manager because I would come in and be like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. Yeah. But this can make that Brad Pitt speech look tame in comparison. Um, I'm going to ruin all of your lives if you don't, if you don't, if you, you know, don't get it together. Pick it up. And I would let them fill in the blanks as to what that meant. Mm. And then psychological warfare. Like if I was a catcher. Anytime a, a, like a hitter came up, I would start say something like, "Oh yeah, heard all about you," and then be like, "Wait, what?" And then like let it happen. Do you think they say that? Like they might. They, they probably have to. do. They have to. It's such a psychological game because they are chirping at each other sometimes. And like, what are they saying when they get to first base? And sometimes they're buds. Sometimes they're friends. And sometimes they're you look at touch. them and they're a little like nip 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 nip. Because <sighs> well, you're also. I mean, how 
the other – I like how this is just morphed into like a psychology lesson I guess because it's like when you think about – imagine being like on a team and you're like family and you know all your secrets and you know like who's cheating on who with who's what. Like you know yeah. all that shit. And then you get plucked and then put on like a team that they, they want they, – like now they are all going to know your secrets. Like mm-hmm. that is insane. Yeah. Like how do you trust anybody? It's so, so bizarre. I know. And then you think that you're settled because you've been on a season for eight, eight seasons or been on like a team for eight seasons. And like then, ten. And then you're like, and this is home. And then no, without even knowing it, they just like, you're gone. Your house. And they do it in a, such a casual way. And then your whole family has to just get uprooted. It's awful. We're going to get to that in a second. This is the commercial break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, my God. What a commercial. What a great commercial. Wasn't that great? That was a good one. I, oh, it was so great, eh? Like, everybody's going to buy that thing now. You have no idea how much you need that. I know. You, know, you need it badly. Um, I, that, I'm really excited that you brought up the family aspect, too, because I think, like, you baseball, like, all sports, I guess, but it becomes, like, you have to – if you end up with a baseball player or any athlete, like, your own dreams don't matter anymore. Like, that's fucked up. I, it's the ultimate, I guess I'm the housewife. Yeah. And that's cool because you're probably kept pretty well. True. And maybe you really just want to stay home and raise kids. That's yeah. cool. Or, and do like charity work. Or it's not like. They all do a lot of charity work. Mm-hmm. What is it? The Lady J's or something yep. like that? Okay. I don't know exactly what the cause is, but they always no. seem that like they're out there doing some. <laughs> it's for themselves. Some like, good yeah, we just got ourselves a new. <laughs> Outdoor furniture. You know what I mean? I'm very excited about this patio set. No, I believe in you, Lady J's. I'm sure that they're out there doing good stuff. I'm just not 100% sure exactly. Yeah, if you're a Lady J, like, what what are you giving your money to? We'd like to know. Hit us up. Yeah. At uh, nobodycarespodcast.ca. Thank you very much. (laughs) We'll promote it the next time. Or we won't if we think it's a weird cause. Right. And I won't promote it. And I'll just tell Paloma on our own time. (laughs) We'll we'll tweet about it. And we'll tweet about it to each other. Yeah. (laughs) As a DM. But there we go. Um, have you ever, like, are you somebody that idolizes the way a player plays? Do you get, like, crushes on players? Like, I went through a bit of a, a Donaldson phase. Mm-hmm. Not recently because he keeps talking. And I'm like, stop. I feel like Don Draper every I'm like, stop talking. Don't. What did he say about International uh, Women's Day? It was something yeah, garbage. It's like if you need a day to make you feel special, like, more power to you. And oh. Saturdays are for the boys. And you're just like. You can you read can you anything? Just, just just let us have it then, if that's how you feel. Or just don't speak. Just, just don't just talk let at us all. Have it. Yeah. So and, my and what is so threatening about International Women's Day that you have to on that day make a point of being like Saturdays for the boys or whatever? Or and I guess that's like a, a tweet, a, a Twitter account or something, oh, fuck. or a website. And I'm just like, but why do you have to say it? Great. Like, I don't roll into, I don't know what other days have International Donut Day and be like, I like bagels. Yeah. Fuck you. Or like, I like red, so fuck you, yellow. Yeah. 
Like nobody just, ca- like shut up. Yeah. So just like good, great. I'm sorry you, you don't it, feel like women deserve equality like and they just get one day. They get a day. I hope your girlfriend had a talking to you about it. And your mom, who raised you. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that was a thing. Do you, if you have a sister or some cousins He's an or only. friends. He's an only. Yeah, because I, when I liked him, I, I Googled the shit out of him. Okay. So. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Now he's dating someone here. That I don't know her. That's fine. But that's fine. <laughs> we, we don't get to meet them, we unfortunately. Meet them. They're not our friends yet. approve of them. It's okay. Well, you, in time, you should consult us before uh-huh. you do anything. Maybe she wants to come on the podcast. She Maybe. Or maybe we, I could have him on and be like, here's where you're wrong about everything, including the way you've been playing over the last couple of months. What's yeah. going on? Well, apparently he doesn't really love spring training like at bats. Oh, because he thinks they're kind of pointless. Oh, okay, well you can cry in your money pile and enjoy it. Twenty three million for this year. You're right? so rich. Yeah. So I mean, that has been my downfall over time. It's like, a bit I, hard. Huh? It's hard. It's and hard I, when you care about them. Yes, and like I had a crush on Travis Snyder, and when he got pulled, I felt profoundly sad. Yeah. I had a brief crush on Batista. Oh, still do. Of course. Built like a lithe panther. And like heartbreaking that he's not there. I'm not really sure because of the history of like Toonie Tuesdays from back right. yeah. in the dead years <laughs> when Bautista was the only reason to watch the Blue Jays. I don't really know how I'm going to like go and watch without being like, but Bautista, where's Bautista? Like there's a huge hole. There's a huge hole. I think it's also, I mean, do is that a question that like, why do we get so attached to specific athletes? He's so passionate. Right. Like, that's the thing. And I don't feel like he would say something stupid like that about women. I think he'd be like... His wife is a doctor. And he has daughters. Yeah. Maybe he's just like, I want people to treat them well. Anyways, we don't have to digress about all of that. No, but we can because that's also interesting because when you think about the way, I mean, there seems to be... Like we're having conversations in the NFL um, about like mm. domestic violence and we're having conversations in basketball, I believe, as well. Things have come up. Um, Kobe, that's yeah. a figurehead that we talk now are talking more and more about. He just won an Oscar. Fuck, yeah. I got yeah. jumped on for Twitter for tweeting about that. Um, I saw other people tweet about people it. Were pretty, you weren't alone. No, but everyone who did got like, it was insane. Um, but that being said... We don't talk about anything like that in baseball usually. And there was that whole thing with Jose Reyes. And Araldis Chapman. Yes. And it's like, so what – we're starting to have this discourse in other sports, which is important. Hockey. We're ha- like we're starting. Finally, we have a long way to go. Yes. Why do you think it's baseball that seems to be stuck behind in terms of like these conversations? Because I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. This Me Too movement seems very sweeping and un, like unrelenting, and like like no nobody is is immune to it. Right, and that's how it should be. Yeah, and yet we right. stop screeching halt. At baseball, I'm like, well, then shouldn't we just be getting rid of like Araldis Chapman and shouldn't like Jose Reyes? Like, thank you so much for your time. Have us. But I think maybe it goes into talking about like this is a big franchise and they have money and they don't they don't really care. They're like, look how great he is in throwing 101 mile an hour pitches. And it's like when um, like who, no one can hit Chapman. So you're just no. Like, so they're just like, unfortunately, he's <laughs> very good. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess people are willing to take the morale dip for that. Yeah. And I think it's also like. Once you uncover it, it's not. It's not just. This isn't statistically speaking 
there's more than two people on in the league that yeah. have done this yes. because that's what that like just honest like there's there's the league is massive especially yeah. if you take the farmer farm league into it mm. and like all that stuff and then like you go to the athletes that have gone to play in Korea and like what about them like there's a huge it's almost like you, you can only keep blinders on so f- so far though yeah and I'm wondering if like this season might start to see more. Like yeah, like if you pull or, if you pull one weed out, then it's, it's like, like what oh. about all these other ones? It's like when you have one mouse in the house, and it's never just one mouse. Yeah. You have mice, and yeah. they're eating your soup. And when you're not when you're not looking, they're going in your cereal. They're box. shitting on your cupboard <laughs> and, and shelves. Why. Yeah, that happened. I lived in that one. <laughs> <laughs> you find shit on the counter. You find and you know shit. You got mice. Oh my god! No one crawled in from my uh, main door. I remember like being in my bedroom. This was my old place years ago, and I like looked, and it had just crawled under the door, and I like freaked, and I called You're my so mom. Cute. I think we were cute, except she squeezed himself under the crack twice, and my mom's like, "Okay, so um, you have mice." I'm like, "No, it's just one," and she's like, "Oh, honey," and I was like, "No, it's just one." And then for months, I just was like, "It's fine." And then when we finally moved everything out, my dad was like, "There were mice under your your sofa. There was like shit in your like." Oh, they're just really stealth. They're, they're so really stealth. good at like keeping their their poo hidden. Kind and... of like domestic abusers right? in professional sports because they're so <laughs> nice, and you never necessarily know. And they're like some of them are like nice southern boys, but then there's like other controversies. I remember the year that like uh, Escobar um, penned that like that homophobic slur. Yeah, his under I Mariposa, think. Mariposa. I think was, was that it? what I didn't know. I don't know. It was a Spanish slur that. Means like I think like fairy or something yeah. like or like the other f word. Yes, yes, the other f word, um, which Pilar learned about last season. And uh, yeah, the other did. f word, and and that yeah, and it's it's interesting because culturally, I'm not saying that's an excuse, but culturally like, maybe it's not as offensive in Spanish, right? But it still translates, or it is that offensive in Spanish, but it's not. Like for us, we're just like, oh, what's, what's he just has fun words in his what thing. Was it was it or Maricon? I don't know, but it was something. Yeah, and I think like, but then that also indicates that whole thing where you're like, well, it takes a long way. It's like when you look at like Weinstein, it takes a lot of people yeah. for somebody to do something. So it's like you had people who spoke Spanish on that team. You had Farrell who could have been like, what does that mean? And uh-huh. finding out like there's uh-huh. a lot of like. You don't have to do those things. It's interesting because I think like baseball. That was so malicious though too. It like was. It was really going out it was of pointed. your way. Very yes. much to. Yeah. Just for no like reason. you planned that. Like that's nasty. That's like. Yeah. First degree murder. Like it's yeah, planned you, yeah. as opposed to like what Pilar did, which was a little. Still not good. Like second degree in that it was instinctive that that's what you say when you're angry. Which is like we'll talk about why that is on a different. But like yes. Mm. Whereas this like you wrote. Thing. Like you had a lot of options, not opportunities, not to do that thing. Yeah, I. It's really interesting because it's like we both belong to that Facebook group too, which is really great. It's yeah. a good Facebook group, and I like everybody's really responsible with like I find their language for the most part, yeah. and, and like what they catch and the things they say. And I'm wondering if maybe like baseball is going to be held more to like a higher standard because I think also I think it was two years ago. Um. Oh my God! I just forgot our general manager's name. John. No, John Farrell was. Who is the gen- John Gibbons? Yeah, Gibby. Gibby. He made that comment about wearing dresses or like if you like if you have a problem with this, that you can put on a dress to like the male players or right. something like that. And everybody got really angry. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe we are. It's a different kind. The turning point will look different. Like yeah. maybe it won't be. 
Weinstein ask where we find out that whatever there's this like horrible 15, monsters been yes. doing things for many years and like all these other monsters have been living maybe it is something where it's like me we start teaching them in a different way or yeah. they learn in a different way or like these young men that are coming through the ranks now maybe they've already gotten that and they're going to teach like yeah. maybe it's going to happen slower it's I, a slow like the the tide has to kind of change over yeah because it, it like in sports it is very masculine it's always men around men and then I guess, you know, things like homosexuality is seen as weakness, yeah. or at least it used to be, and that's how they grew up. And, I mean, we grew up with some of that, too, and, like, just, like, that belief system in some people. And so I guess that's that's what's hard to root out, and that's what kind of brings back that, like, polar slur, where you're just, like, see how deep-rooted that shit is in you. Yeah. And that when push came to shove and you were really upset, that's what you said. That As was opposed your... to like, motherfucker. Right. Say, fuck you, motherfucker. That, and we'd like, be like, yeah, bud, we get it. Right. Like the worst thing you could think to say yeah. was to accuse somebody of being gay. Yeah. And in, a re- and, and in the words that would be used when somebody's, you know, getting harassed or abused or like. And it was but, punching down yes. so hard. And it was like, so that's what you think is the worst possible thing. Yeah. And that is indicate like that indicates a massive we need a massive systemic overall, which we already know. We mm-hmm. already know this. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to do it. So I'm wondering if baseball's dismantling of toxic masculinity yes. is going to maybe be a, a, like stupid thing. Like people are like, this is a stupid thing. And it's like, it's not. It indicates this. And this is why that's wrong. Like you, ha- It's like the long yeah. way around. Maybe it will because be Because like people that. are reluctant to change. And mm-hmm. like even Donaldson with this thing, he's like, I was, it was just a joke. And it's, it's like, that's not a joke. No, it's not a joke. We're comedians. It's no funny. What you said is not a joke. No. And, well, in fact, I don't want to be rude, but a lot of baseball players just aren't funny at all. So. Right. <laughs> Bless your heart. And, and like putting it in the guise of comedy or as oh. a joke is... Like, no. But jokes don't punch down. Jokes Just remember don't punch that. Down. Remember that, everyone. Don't yeah. punch down. Don't punch down. And then say it's a joke. Don't use homophobic slurs or sexist slurs or misogynistic slurs or racial slurs. Yeah. Because they're not funny. Nobody wants that ever. Ever, ever, ever. But I mean, to, to bring it back to like this season of the Blue Jays. <laughs> yes. Positive. Positivity. <laughs> Although I do like that. I don't think we have enough conversations like this. And that's why I like our Facebook, the Facebook group yeah. so much because they're there. Um, and you're like, cool. We're at, like, this is how we should talk about things like this. Like, if we're going to talk about Me yeah. Too in music and in movies, like, we need to talk about it in sports. Yeah. And, like, and also, sometimes activism needs to be quieter and conversation based and blah, 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 blah. So it's like, here we go. Amazing. Um, what are your hopes for this year? And what do you think will actually happen? So, two questions. <sighs> My hopes for this. I mean, I really would love it for us to make it to the playoffs. I don't expect us to go to the World Series or anything like that, but it just feels great when our team is like, we're up there and against monsters mm-hmm. like the Red Sox and the Yankees. And I'm just like, what this this offseason with the Yankees, it just makes me want to barf. It's like LeBron, let's have seven LeBrons and call it the Yankees. It just makes me want to barf <laughs> a little bit. So I'm just like, oh, like how and of course they have the money. That's the thing. They have like thirty five or something more million dollars to spend. So much than money. the Jays do. So when you're like, people are like, oh, the Yankees are the best. You're like, but of they also they spend thirty five more million dollars. Or I don't even know that number. I just pulled out of my. We're butt. just gonna. You I just know it's it. a huge tens of millions of dollars more than what the Jays spent. Um, so I, I just want them to at least be like, we didn't have to spend that, and we we can we can play with the best of them. 
And then my hopes for the future. I think I really think that Shapkins, which is going to be Shapiro and Atkins, they're really banking on the future with like Bo Bichette and Vladdy Jr. and Rowdy Tellez and stuff. I think that they're kind of biding their time. And sadly, I think that might mean that they're probably not interested in signing Donaldson long term because like Vladdy's a, a third baseman. And also Donaldson is 33 and he's – He'll want his big payday and he – probably deserves it. Sure. Also, though, he hasn't been playing as well as when we first signed him. If this was Moneyball, he'd be out. He did have a good end second half of the season. Fair, but I still can't let go of I know, and some, I think some of it is our, a little bit of our, like, I have a chip on my shoulder about what you did, I do, and, and I'm you like, now have to prove yourself and out in the yeah, field. Yeah, and I'm like, and you're gunning for more money? Who are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. I will come for you yeah. in the night. Mm-hmm. I love Stroman. Me too. Absolutely um, love his passion. He's so passionate. And like sometimes I want to be like, oh, honey, please don't tweet. Like don't just wait an hour and like go for a quick walk around the block and then you can tweet. Like the arbitration tweet. Like, just, But at this – yeah, like that where you're like you don't get the – you. this is what the process is. I don't – but then at the same time, I'm not an athlete. I don't know what it would feel like to have somebody arguing. Well, I think I'm, it's like why don't we go to your family, back to your metaphor, and then yeah. your family just is like these are all the things that you do wrong and that yeah. we don't love about you. Yeah. And what you where you should be bringing more to the family, and you're kind of like, oh. so in a way, I'm like, I think emotions are okay, and I think it's a very uh, like possibly white dominated thing of like we play like gentlemen uh, and don't bat flip Bautista and don't get too uh-huh. emotional Strowman, and I, and I just feel like even though they call it gentlemanly, but back in the day when there was a black player, what did they used to call him? Real gentlemanly. Yeah. Um, How did they act? Very gentlemanly. Yeah. yeah. Or that men can then go into the the dugout and smash the Gatorade bottle with their baseball bat. That's yeah. okay emotion. Yeah. But if you goddamn bat flip, <laughs> I'll kill right? you. Like, and you're show just like, the joy of, like, fucking saving our yeah, asses. Like, like, I would cry. I would have cried if I was Bautista and I did that. I would have wept if I was Joe Carter and I did that. I would have gone, I am I know myself, and I would have <laughs> eye contacted with any person that's wronged me yeah. and been like, I'm coming for you. Yeah. And I would want them to know but I'm also – something's wrong with me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like – It's passion though. Yeah. It's like how would you react in those moments? Like I would be – because I – the thing about the Jays doing so well for those two seasons, mm-hmm. the underdog feeling the first – you can't beat that because we were like the underdogs yeah. coming up and you're like nothing feels better than when people have been rooting against you and you're like, fuck you. Here I am. Yeah. What do you think about that? And who the fuck are you? Yeah. I love that. And then the second season was almost like do over. Like we can do this. Like guys, we're doing we're learning from our mistakes. And we tried. And it was like and we yeah. did good or well. And then last season was like I don't I don't know. It's it's like we're in the we're, we just got pl- like everything that could go wrong out of our control did go wrong as far as like injuries went. Yeah, that's true. Maybe something good this season will balance that cuz I believe in the, the rule swing of 3. Pendulum, right? The rule of 3. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to rapid fire you now. Great, 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 great. Here we go, here we go. So, favorite player on the current Jays roster? Oh, I just want to say Bautista, but it's not. I'm going to go Strowman. I'll oh, go Strowman. yes. Height doesn't measure heart. Mm. Okay, favorite player in the franchise. Um, sorry, in like uh, basically the lead, like the whole MLB. On the whole MLB mm-hmm. would probably still be someone on the Jays. All right. Um, but I still love Edwin. Edwin, I just want to give a huge shout out to Edwin. Okay, Kardashian. he's listening. Just love him. Yeah, Edwin, thanks so much for tuning in for my <laughs> my edition of this he podcast. He loves you. Love you too, Edwin. So in on it. Yeah. Um, what would your walk-up song be if you were a baseball player? Oh, my God. Um, 
Somebody. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I need to think. Um, you know that song, like, I don't care, where she's like, I set the car on fire or whatever? Yeah. Maybe something like that. Just okay. Like, I don't care. Fuck you guys. That's that perfect. Like. And it's a pump-up song. What position would you play if you could play any position? Oh, God. Maybe back catcher. Ooh, I've always liked, like, yeah. goaltenders and You should be like so smart to be a catcher. I know, actually. You're, that's probably... So that's where you belong. I'm probably smarter than I am athletic, so... You got it. Although you have to be athletic as well to be a catcher. And your knees are shot by the time you're in your mid-30s, mm-hmm. and you need, like... But just think of those, like, upper thighs and, like, how strong I they do. are. You know what I mean? Who didn't have a little crush on J.P. or Sevia for a little while? Mm-hmm. And then he, you're like, all right, now he's made to a country star, and... God only knows where he lives. Good luck to him. I think he he's going to do something with the Jays. Didn't he tweet something oh, about that in the in our group? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it, it's very vague. It was like coming up, Jays fans. Sure. Some news. He's going to come talk to everyone about toxic masculinity. I <laughs> hope so. That would be great. I really appreciated his like positive tweets uh, last season when he was pretty posy. Mm-hmm, he was like, "I love, I love the Jays." What are you most looking forward to about the games this year? Um, I want to see um, some like like the triples. Like there was that one article where like mm, Jays never hit triples, and I feel like they hit a ton in spring training. Yeah, I just want to see some like other stuff other than the long ball. So I'm excited about that. Outside of the players that you love, what is your favorite thing about going to games right now, or in general? I guess um, the screaming crowds. Like I just love getting really excited with everyone, and like I've been to a playoff game which oh. I only won ever, and like you hug a stranger. You're so emotionally invested when something happens and that you're like almost weeping and hugging strangers is kind of oh amazing. Oh my god. Just oh, like look that. at all of us. We're okay. We love this. It's kind of nice camaraderie. That's yeah, there is a camaraderie in it that's almost almost very minus that guy that threw the who's that can guy you threw the thing under oh, the field? What a, what, a oh, what a fucking gong show Huge that was. Dad. And he was a sports journalist. Oh my god. Don't throw shit onto the field. If you're listening to this and you do that. I hate you. Just yeah. know this. God, I hate what are you. you gonna accomplish? I, I hate your friends. I hate. All, I hate everything you're about. Go streak instead. I would much sure. rather that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No one streaks enough anymore. Yeah, that's more entertaining I'm, and much less dangerous, and just shows a little. Yeah, shows more class than just throwing a beer. Know, can. Like anybody can throw a beer can, like a four year old by accident. Yeah, whatevs. Um, okay, final question. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, it's going to be loaded. You're like, what, really? I'm like, no, it's just a simple question. <laughs> what flavor of donuts is in that what? bag? <laughs> they're, de- they're delicious and they're plain and they're very, very good. Um, if you could get rid of a player on our roster, who would it be? <sighs> um, I'm kind of on the fence about Polar. He can't hit, but he can catch. But yep. anyone can catch. Yeah. It's not hard. I mean, it is, but it's he like, he's great out there. I just feel like I think he's really going to have to step it up this season and improve his worth because there is a lineup of people like hot on his heels. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't feel like we'd get much for him, whereas you'd get a lot for like a Donaldson. A hundred percent. We don't have anybody to fill that hole just yet. Yet. And do you participate in the wave? No. Okay, thank you. I fucking hate Um, life. It's inappropriate unless we're winning like 13 to 1. Right. And that's it. That's like, that's final. And please (laughs) stop while we're at bat. Please stop. Why? Why? Oh, God. It's like doing the wave at a fucking Mervish musical. Like, what are you doing? I know. Stop. 
Especially when they do it and you're like, we're down. I get it. You know, there's like Junior J Saturday when it's like all the camp kids and stuff. And you're like, yep, this is what's fun about baseball games sometimes is all of us doing that. Even as a kid, I was like, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I did take part as a kid. But because I was like, I don't know, la, la, la. But absolutely inappropriate unless we're winning by a mile. Thank you. And this is why I love you. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) You have to tell the internet now where they can find you and what you're working on and all that fun stuff. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at the Paloma Nunez and I'm on Twitter at Paloma Nunez and I have a website called PalomaNunez.com All of which will be linked. Thankfully, I got Paloma Nunez uh, the name cornered. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, that market covered um and i'll be doing a monthly show at the bad dog called moonstruck which is dream inspired improv so you can see me there and um i'll be doing uh a new tv show called in contempt uh, which is going to be on bet is airing april 10th so check it out because i get to play a nasty judge oh my god yeah judge hang em high hernandez is my name hopefully i'm allowed to say that whoops because i just did hey oh uh, but yeah i'm really excited to get to I, I didn't i didn't think i was old enough to be a judge but apparently for television i'm old enough to be a judge so you have incredible skin thank you it's probably because i'm pregnant well i don't know but i'm just jealous you look glowy but not like i don't know when they're like the pregnancy glow i'm like i don't know what that means but i just think your skin and hair look amazing well thank you you're welcome you're so sweet well this has been the most fun thank you for coming on thanks for talking baseball for so long oh my god i, I could, could keep about, going we will keep going okay i've just conned you into being my friend <laughs> okay so that was nobody cares except for me with paloma nunez who's brilliant and who i will link all of her websites etc on the official site. Speaking of which, message me and send me a message. Message me and send me a message. She said redundantly. If you go to nobodycarespodcast.ca and you tell me what you care about and nobody else seems to, I'll read it on air because I'm generous and kind. Um, in the meantime, live your life. There you go. Don't do the wave of baseball games. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye. <laughs> Okay, cool. So let's hear what you care about. This is from Leslie. I'm not going to use your last name because I don't know if that's okay. So Leslie, if this is you, hello. And other Leslies, I mean, maybe you feel the same way about this. So here we go. From Leslie, nobody cares about when Harry met Sally, except for me, obviously. I have had this obsession since I was in high school. I now watch it at least once a week, and if I'm having a bad week, at most three to four times. I mean, what's not to love about this movie? Meg Ryan is, of course, a goddess. How dare Dennis Quaid cheat on her? Billy Crystal is pure hilarity, even though Harry is a bit sexist. And just seeing Carrie Fisher makes me so happy. R.I.P. The fact that the soundtrack is all Harry Connick Jr. songs, and yes, I listen to it quite a bit. The mix of terrible 80s fashion with the best of 80s fashion. I have over time tried to mimic Sally's fashion choices with her turtlenecks and blazers, but I unfortunately don't have the body type Meg Ryan does to be able to pull off a turtleneck look. But I still try. This is just a sidebar, Leslie. I have also tried, and I, unlike you, have given up because I won't lie to you, I look like a potato when I attempt that look. But you keep going. Keep going. Anyways, thank you so much. Leslie went on to say and goes on to say that she likes the podcast and she's psyched for my book. And that is exactly how every email should end, regardless of whether or not it's to me. This is wonderful. So remember, tell me what you care about and nobody else does. Nobodycarespodcast.ca is how to do it. Let's hear more. I want to know more. Tell me more. Okay, bye.
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.